Dynasty Podcast presents Industry Interactive, featuring live workshops and labs focused around the digital and interactive industries, hosted by Haima Black. Haima Black here with Alex White, Miss Alex White, from White Mystery for Dynasty Podcast in Chicago, Inno. How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you for having me on your awesome podcast. Always. Thank you for doing it. Um, So we are talking today... Uh, kind of a really specific conversation. It's a feature for Chicago Inno, and we're talking about entrepreneurialism, um, setting up your own tours, all these things that you do with White Mystery. But let's kind of give some background, talk about what you do with the band and your role and all that. Well, White Mystery is a rock and roll duo with my brother, Francis White. He plays drums. I play guitar. We formed on April 20th, 2008. And in these years, we have toured on three continents in Japan, Europe, all around North America, Canada, 44 United States, and Mexico. And we still book ourselves to this day. We release our own records. Uh, We've since built a army of interns from Chicago colleges and public schools. And it's been an amazing experience. We play usually more than 150 shows a year in this time. And we release new music every year as well. So, I mean, all of that is so impressive and amazing. And, and as you can hear, we're outside of Chop Shop right now in Wicker Park. Uh, what was it that first led you to the, to the decision to manage your own career, oversee all these things instead of, you know, going to an agency or something like that? It's a great question. You know, when was the moment that you decided to actually do it yourself versus hiring someone? It almost wasn't a decision. It was just uh, exactly how it should have been. So basically... We realized that the the people who are most passionate about white mystery. <laughs> I don't know if you'll edit this, but it's okay. The people who are most passionate about white mystery are white mystery themselves, and we had dedicated our lives to making this band a success. So uh, back in my teens, I did have uh, another band that was on a record label and did have a booking agent and it just it didn't have the longevity required to make music a career and not just a flash in the pan and that's when we realized we had to develop our own network and our own connections and it requires a lot of blood sweat and tears to be able to book that many shows and you do get rejected a lot and you have to be able to just go on and have the confidence in yourself that that you're good enough and you will connect with an audience one day. So I think a lot of people right now talk about entrepreneurialism. They hear the terms DIY and I think people think like, okay, you just do it. But that's not the reality of it. Like, what does it actually entail when you're doing it, when you're making these things happen yourself, when it's like you wake up and you have to do every single step? Right. Well, the thing is, is like, you know, in the city of Chicago, we are so fortunate. There are so many creative, amazing people here who are in the music industry, who are entrepreneurs, who are in academics um, and beyond, in retail and restaurants and entertainment and service. And basically, when you put yourself out there and you connect with other people and you develop amazing relationships with them, that starts with just following up with that business card that you exchange. Just saying, hey, it was a pleasure to meet you at that DJ gig or at that panel discussion. What are you up to? What inspires you? you know, when would be a good time to follow up? And you develop these relationships and and that's how you develop a network where soon you're booking 
shows and progressively those shows get bigger and bigger and your audiences get bigger too. So, you know, talking about touring, which is kind of one of the main focuses of this feature, what steps specifically go into booking a tour? Because it's such a large undertaking. So where do you start? And then once you get going, what are some of the challenges you encounter? Right. Well, you know, everyone's approaching uh, a different club or a different venue depending on their genre. So, you know, your garage rock venues are different from your big auditoriums and stadiums and DIY parties and basements are different than a live house in Japan. So your first thing is, okay, what's my focus here? What am I trying to accomplish? Is this a Midwest weekend tour? Is this a nationwide tour? And and you define the scope of what that tour is going to be. And then based on that, you start to make your pitches to venues that you think would be a good fit. And your pitch should be no more than three sentences. That ends like with, an elevator pitch. Right, that ends with the who, what, when, or where, or why question. So you're not asking a yes or no question where you get shot down, but you're asking an, something inquisitive that someone w- might want to reply to you if you don't even know them yet. And then um, you start, once they approve your message, you start to um, throw around dates, numbers, um, days of the week, capacity sizes, uh, ticket price, all of these different variables. Once you've settled on those variables, that's when you create a written agreement with that venue. And it can be simple. It doesn't need to be a 10-page contract. It's just the who, what, when, where, why of this show so that you can share accurate information with your audience. And that can be as simple as, like, you know, the date, the time, where do you load in? You know, because when you're on tour and you're playing a different venue every day, it really helps to know the load-in location for your equipment because otherwise you're wasting time. You don't know what door to take your equipment in. You don't know who your, who your liaison is for that night. You want to ask those questions in writing in a simple form. And then the next step after that is sharing that information with your audience. And that can be on social media, of course, posters, calling radio stations and your website after that you play the show and you do your best darn job after doing a campaign of whatever sort and the last step is what makes this the shape of a recycle sign and not just a linear step-by-step process but you follow up with that person and you thank them for that show and ask when would be the next time they would like to work together again and then you've started that process over So for any young artists who maybe are hearing this or reading this and, you know, they've been thinking about going the DIY route, Mm -hmm. what advice would you give them if they're intimidated by the process or maybe they think that they don't have, you know, what it takes to make this happen right now? Right. Well, the the best thing to do is um, work at your own comfort level. So when I first started playing in bands, we played one show in Milwaukee over the weekend to test the waters. And then, you know, try Detroit the next weekend or Kalamazoo. And then you're like, you know what? Those went really well. Let's do two shows in a weekend. Let's do Kalamazoo and Detroit. Or let's do Milwaukee and Madison over a weekend. And then in the process, you're vetting your uh, bandmates as well. How do they do on the road? Is everyone happy? Is your vehicle reliable? You're not on a 25-day tour with what might be a you know, uh, unreliable vehicle or an unreliable bass player. So start slow, you know, try with one, try with two. If those work out, you know, ask the promoter in Milwaukee 
well, what happens in Kenosha? You know, like what happens over there? And as you build your network and you follow up with them, that final step of the booking process, you will begin to build larger and larger tours. And I say baby step it. You know, if you're just starting, don't feel like you're obligated to do a 30-date nationwide tour. Baby step it. See what you're capable of. See what your process is. You know, it's it's actually really challenging to stay healthy on tour, not catch a cold, make sure that you've got the immune system strength to do this job. So just baby step it and be, you know, continue to build your network. Final question. Uh, being in Chicago, where right now there's a, such a great music culture and there's such a great tech and startup culture, yes. you know, does any of that impact the DIY and entrepreneurial spirit of what you're doing? Are you able to draw on any of those resources in the city? Or how does being based in Chicago impact White Mystery? Right. Well, that's also a great question. You know, there are a lot of amazing tech startups here. We've been asked to beta test different sites where they say, hey, this is like a street team website. Would you guys try it out to see whether it's actually functional for bands and services your purposes? Um, so we've beta tested stuff. Um, we're very, very interested in, in streaming. You know, where a lot of artists were like, I don't want to be on Spotify. I don't want to be on this or that. We are just so intrigued by technology that's at the fingertips of being um, musicians here in Chicago. And of course, we have a great network of not only clubs and auditoriums, but um, art galleries, houses, more avant-garde places like hotels or someone's living room or the Museum of Contemporary Art that hosts shows. And I would just urge the listeners, you know, just see what works for you. Be respectful and follow up with those people to continue developing your network. That's great. All, all of that is great advice. Miss um, Alex White, it's always a pleasure to be able to speak to you on and off the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And for anybody who's curious about White Mystery's show history, go to whitemystery.com backslash shows, and you'll see the almost 1,000 shows we've played around the world. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.